Hey, this is Kirna Grad from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Lucas Smith with us. Lucas is a seasoned CEO, founder, and business coach. He understands the power of community on how to leverage it to achieve your goals. Combining his expertise as a Fortune 100 strategist with his unique and powerful framework of common elements of community, the adult model for humanity, he has the tools and strategies to help you create a thriving, supportive, and empowering community. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Karen. Let's get into the journey. What made you a coach? Like, what were the series of events that led to you being a coach? Yeah, I think it's funny. I think probably everybody becomes a coach in some way at some point in their life. Everyone. I think that people are going to recognize that you have achieved mastery in something. Maybe you have achieved mastery as a woodcarver. And I don't say that tongue in cheek. I grew up with a guy who was a master, truly a master woodcarver. And I went and studied with him for a summer because why not? Maybe you've achieved mastery at some kind of specific technology. Maybe you've achieved mastery at speaking a very specific way. And people are going to come to you and they're going to say, I love that thing that you do. Teach me about it. So this, that, that particular conversation is going to happen with everyone. Everyone who's listening to this is going to have that happen to them. I love that thing that you do. Teach me about it. And can you tell us about your inspiration behind starting coaching as, as a profession? I, I spent 17 years on Wall Street. I realized that you don't see a lot of gray hairs, so it's hard to see that, but it is true. Eight years ago, I decided that I needed to leave Wall Street. I launched my consulting company doing business strategy consulting. I still actually do business strategy consulting. When I left Wall Street, all of a sudden I had all this free time. I stopped working 13, 14 hour days and I started having a normal life. And with all that free time, when people would come to me and say, I love that thing that you do at the time earlier, it was around mindset. So making sure that I was able to really set my mind in a way that made sure that I was productive and effective throughout the day. So I have a morning routine and I'm really good about chunking my work. So I'll do batch work, creative work in the morning and then like administrative work in the afternoon. Um, and people would see that and see my levels of productivity and they come and ask me about it. And when I was on Wall Street, I just couldn't say yes, which is sad. I couldn't say yes to people as a coach. When I left Wall Street, it is sad, by the way. I personally feel like I was letting people down. Now, at this point, at the time I didn't, but now I look back at that and I feel like I was letting people down. And, now, and it's beautiful now that I don't have to say no anymore. Uh, when I left Wall Street, I had all this time. People would come to me and they would ask me for things. And I'd say, okay, yeah, I could do that. And also, maybe I'll come up with a pricing structure so that it makes sense for me too. Now I can teach you and you can help me expand my life in other ways by paying me. At first it was small, a few people here and there, and then it started growing. People, people got more and more interested in the things that I do, my, the way that I manage my relationships, the way that I hold people close to me and encourage them to lean on me. Right. And I lean on them. That grew into this thing that I call community and it has grown bigger and bigger. And people are noticing the way that the people in my community are supporting my success and the way that I'm supporting their success. And they're noticing that and saying, I want that. Lucas, teach me more about that thing that you do. As you mentioned that the thing that you do, what are some steps and procedures that you put forth to help them find their thing and do it? Yeah, that's, it's a beautiful thing when you can help somebody find the things that they have mastered and turn that into something they can monetize. Because the truth is everybody wants it. Even things that seem esoteric, an expert book binder or again, as I mentioned, a woodcarver. Pay attention to, this is really key for me. 
This is one of the inside secrets. Pay attention to the things that seem easy to you, but don't seem easy to other people. That's probably a skill that you have mastered and other people want to pay you to teach them. The things that seem easy to you and don't seem easy to other people. And tell us about the ways of monetizing it. How do we find the initial clients? How to build that community so that everyone knows that this person is related to that? Yeah, awesome question. First thing you do is tell people that you're interested in selling that skill. Tell everyone. People will start to notice that you're doing it. The second thing you do is you start demonstrating. So if it seems easy to you, then demonstrating it should also be easy. Demonstrate it in a way that makes people excited to participate. Participation is at the core of community. And if you want your community to lift you up, then they need to be excited to participate. So while you're demonstrating your skill, get them excited to participate. Now, what does participation look like? It could look different for all sorts of things. Let's say that you're a breakdancer. I love breakdancers. The breakdancers in New York City are absolutely extraordinary. They're also extraordinary showmen, all of them. They get crowds excited to participate. So they'll come around the crowd and they'll get people clapping their hands. That's excited to participate. And now for a very brief period of time, that crowd of people, they're lifting up, they're supporting, they're making that performance powerful for the performer. If you get good at doing that, people are going to really like showing up for you over and over again. And as they show up more, they're going to want to learn your name. They're going to want to spend more time with you. They're going to want to hold the jukebox, not just clap their hands. So the things that you're so good at it that it seems easy, even where it's hard for other people, demonstrate it in a way that gets people excited to participate and then invite them to participate more. So when it comes to breakdancing, it is kind of like it can be seen right online and then the likes and comments to the job of clapping hands. How do professionals start his own community? Yeah. Give me an example of what you think might be challenging to demonstrate. So let's suppose there is bookkeeping. That's a great one. While you can't show your clients money, right? So while you're actually doing your work, you can't show your clients money, but you could do the work that you do. And then you could, let's say you sit down for an hour, you do some really amazing work. You're like, wow, I just did a great job. You can take the work that you just did and generalize it. So take the names out. So it doesn't look like your client change the numbers a little bit and then turn the camera on. Loom is a good tool, right? Because you can use Loom to video your face as well as your computer screen at the same time. Or you could actually have a camera sitting behind you watching you do this repeat of work that you just did. And you look at the camera and you say, I'm going to show you some bookkeeping magic that I just did for my clients. And then you just do the thing that you did that's easy for you. And the camera is watching you do it. Now, again, you're using generalized numbers and you're, you, you took all the names out. So when people are watching you, they're just watching you. They're not watching your client. They're not watching the numbers because the numbers don't map. Nobody wants to do that job. So if you make it look easy, they don't want to take that work from you. What they're going to want to do is they're going to want to call you up and say, hey, I saw what you did. You made it look easy. I want you to do it for me too. Yes. Wonderful. Great answer. <laughs> Tell us about a question that I haven't asked. But you want people to ask you that question. What is that question? And tell us the answer to that question. That's a good question. I use that same question in my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a question. The questions that 
the questions that I get the most often from people are, what's your favorite book? Or what is the book that you gift the most often? Here's the question that I think more people should be really asking. What is it that you want to be when you grow up? What is it that you want to be when you grow up? And, but the funny thing is, I think most people don't spend time thinking about that. I will be happy to answer that, Aaron. But you first, have you thought about what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Yeah. There, there are things. Being the seasoned entrepreneur, like you are at moving, like having the times, beaches, sunsets, whatnot. <laughs> Good time. I see that work. You, you know me. what I want? Yes. I want to be so wealthy that I can invest in 10,000 female led businesses, female star, female founder startups. Wow. I want to personally invest in 10,000 female founder startups. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Share. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let me know if I can help in any manner in that giant mission. So we'll do it together. We'll invest in female founder startups together. Excited. Let's know what the possibilities are. Lucas, next question. So tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you. Uh, tell us mm -hmm. about website, email, or anything that can help us reach out. Yeah. Best place to find me is my website, lucasroot.com, and my email, info at lucasroot.com. And Lucas noted his wonderful logo. Like if you see his logo, it's very beautiful. Next <laughs> question. Tell us about a client experience transformation that you help coach and any snippets of ideas from there. Yeah. I had a woman who hired me because she had big, absolutely stunningly beautiful hair. And she was in her early thirties and she was starting to lose her hair, which is just horrible. So she, this is actually true. She hired me to help her stop losing her hair and without, and I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a doctor. So I didn't prescribe medications. I didn't tell her to change her diet. All we did was, was a combination of community work. So making sure that she has people in her life that love her and support her. And she knows that she's loved and supported and internal work. Who are you inside and how do you feel inside? And it took less than two months and her hair was already starting to thicken again. Okay. Like magic, doesn't it? Yeah. So let's move on to the next question, which is unfortunately the last question for the day. So people ask you about the books, right? So tell us about any book, any, any idea from that we could use in our life. Oh, I love it. The first is I could talk about books all day. I love books. I, I, you can see I have, I keep a bookshelf right behind me. Yeah. I have bookshelves scattered around the house. I think books are amazing. Number one, go to yard sales and garage sales and, and cheap stores and browse their books everywhere. Everywhere you go, look at books, buy books. Not necessarily because you want to spend less money, but let's be honest, if you're going to be buying books like this, then, you know, the numbers add up pretty quickly. So, you know, go find previously loved books to fill your bookshelf with and do fill your bookshelf. Number two, read them. If you've ever heard the term shelf help, not self-help, make sure that on your shelf are not shelf help. Read them, internalize them, listen to them, pay attention to them. Number three, do some reading, nonfiction, in the morning every single day before you have your morning tea. Before you have your morning tea. Every single day before you have your morning tea. Why is that? You have a different brain state when you have just woken up. So those of you who have studied brain states, when you're in the middle of the day and you're making decisions and you're pounding workout, that's called alpha brain state. 
when it's early in the morning, you've just woken up, your eyes are still half closed, you're rubbing the sleep out of your eyes, you might fall back asleep. The brain state that you're in right then is called theta brain state. Theta brain state is primed brain state to learn. And if you're primed to learn, what better to do than read a nonfiction book? Read one of these self-help books that you picked up yesterday at the garage sale or from your neighbor every single morning before you have your tea. As soon as you start having your tea, the caffeine in your tea is a mild stressor. That's why it's so effective at waking you up. It mildly stresses your body. That mild stressor also pulls you out of theta brain state. So do a little bit of nonfiction reading every single morning, no matter what, before you have your tea. Transformation. Let's see what happens when we actually apply this in lives. Lucas, thank you so much for enlightening us on a lot of things today. It's been my pleasure, Karen. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It was an honor for me to host you today. And I am your host, Kiran Agra, signing off. You guys take care. Bye. Bye.